I'm a, I'm a keep. I know what it is, so I'm a just. I'm a we y'all good because I can flag add a flag, um, at a certain time. Uh, so we're gonna start and you good. You need anything? I don't want to ask no crazy stuff. I don't want to say nothing that make it up. You ain't gotta worry about that. What's going on, everybody? I'd like to welcome you all to an, another episode of He's an On Time Guard. Uh, today, I have, what'd you say? It was 100 and what? 67. 167 years today, combined total on this show. Um, I have the, the privilege of having my grandmother um, and my mom <clears throat> on today's episode. We're just talking about, you know, being native Washingtonians. Uh, just figured out my grandmother has been here since for 90 years. She's been a, a Washingtonian for 90 years. That within itself, she's seen probably everything. So we're going to get a little take of that. Um, and then and also talk to my mom. Um, y'all know my mom. Y'all seen her around a couple of times, stuff like that. People know her. Um, but yeah, just get their takes on, you know, what's going on in the city, how they feel about everything. And um, we, you know, we'll see it like this. How y'all doing, ladies? Doing good. Excited about talking about stuff that we have yeah. an idea of. Have some information to share. Just mm-hmm. glad to be ready to go. There we go. You good, old girl? I'm still here with the help of the Lord. Yeah. Trying to learn a little bit. Yeah, we're going to, you, you famous now, you on a podcast, so, you know what I'm saying? We're going to have you, <laughs> we'll have you on here for a little bit. Nah, you on it now, so it's a wrap. Um, how y'all been, how been, been holding up for COVID and all that good stuff? Uh, a little stir crazy, never thought I'd live long enough to see uh, the situation the way it is, and the highlights of my day have been taking the trash out and uh, going to the store and to the doctors to get medicine. That's my life now. Of course, taking care of my mom. Can't go to the Goodwill. I know you sick. Uh, yeah. I, I do miss my episodes with the first mm-hmm. store. No JC Penney's no more. No JC Penney's. They're closing the one in PG. And that. and the one out uh, Wood, Wood, yeah, Woodmore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're closing that too. Quite a few. Yeah. Well, three in this area, Lanham. Mm-hmm. Uh, PG and Woodmore. Yeah. Where the Wegmans? Where the Wegmans is. Where the Costco and all that stuff where you over by used to live. Oh, I got that. Mm-hmm. Um, how you been, Grandma? I'm here in the name of the Lord. I'm doing fine so far. Just wish I could do what I used to do. Be busy. Yeah, I'm losing weight. I can't eat more. Yeah, you gotta but get your Otherwise, I'm still happy with the health. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of stuff going on right now, man. So, you know, how, how, how y'all feeling about all the. I mean, well, you've seen, you've seen social unjust for all your life. You've never, not necessarily experienced it being a, a, a bright side or something like that. How 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 have 
How have you navigated those waters for for ninety five years of just? Yeah, I mean, but you know. You've got to see. Growing up in Georgetown, he grew up in Georgetown. He was just like just everyday life, like we do now, and we all do everyday life. We did our everyday life, like you all do in your everyday life. We you could only go to certain schools. Yeah, it was only some one where I grew up. That was the elementary. School. You remember what school it was? Two elementary schools in our neighborhood, and it uh, was Wormley Elementary. Wormley. I wonder which school is that now. Which was on Prospect Avenue at that time, right above where the before the bridge, you could go down the alley and across M right into Keybridge. I wonder what's there now. And what's the, uh, you remember the other school? It was a storehouse? Now. Oh, it's a storehouse now? It's probably a condo now, though. It probably is. I don't know. They make an everything condo. So you had, you went to elementary school, junior high. What junior high school did you go to? No high school in Georgetown. Junior high. Said, junior high. Junior high. Yeah. I went to Francis, the only junior high. You went to Francis. That was the only black junior high school? In the city? Or in, in Georgetown, in that Georgetown area? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. And then you went to Dunbar? For high school. For high school. Yeah. Man. I didn't know Francis was the only black. The only black. Junior high school for on that side of town. Well, it was oh Garnet Patterson. Garnet Patterson, yeah, I'm familiar yeah, with Garnet Patterson. Garnet Patterson down on U Street. No, up towards U Street mm-hmm. area. Well, this this is a tenth and U now is where the Garnet yeah, Patterson is now. Yeah, off of uh, what street is that? You come off Eleventh Street into. With that Sherman Avenue. Sherman Avenue. Yeah, yeah, it's the back of it. Yeah. And uh, we had, which you had, you had what? Uh, uh, I went to, uh, what was the elementary school? Bernie Elementary. Bernie? I didn't go to no. Bernie. I went to the one, Neville, uh, Neville Thomas. You went to Neville Thomas? Yeah. yeah. Really? Uh-huh. And then I went to um, Truesdale. Okay, that's around the way. And then I went to um, Barnard. Barnard. Okay. Man. Oh, well, actually, no. I went, went up, just up the... To no, right up here. Um, Brightwood. 13th. I mean, Military Road there, right there. That new school up there. Brightwood. Brightwood. Went to Brightwood. Man. Because they changed the um, zones. Zones, really? Okay. Um, okay, um... Then I went to, I went to uh, Brightwood, Truesdale, Barnard, McFarland, and then went to Rose. And then Rose. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm Barnard, Paul, Coolidge. Uh-huh. Barnard, Barnard, who? Barnard, Paul, and Coolidge. Yeah, who? Coolidge. 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 Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be a rough ride. Who was the Coolidge? Oh, I went to Coolidge. Yeah. 
but I remember um, I did go to Grant one year. I had a, a bad episode at Barnard and I got sent downtown to stay with my grandparents at 18th and G mm-hmm. Hotel or where Mac, Mac Reynolds where um, Hinckley stayed. John Hinckley. John Hinckley when he was combining all his devious thoughts. He stayed at the Mac Reynolds Hotel with mm-hmm. my grandfather Hinckley, John Hinckley. Tried to kill um, Reagan. So uh, I, I went to Grant for a year, and then I went back to Barnard. You can't. You couldn't be a, a heavyweight boxer at Barnard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I see where I get it from. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, I remember what, as far as I've always gone to an integrated school. Teachers and all. Yeah, teachers and all. But it was interesting because my elementary, my kindergarten teacher at um, Neville Thomas. I ran, she, she, I ran into her daughter at uh, McFarland and she was my homeroom teacher. Her daughter? Her daughter. Oh, okay. What was her name? I can't remember right now. Carol? Uh, I'll remember it in a minute. But she was friends with Joe Williams. And um, when he was in town one time doing a show, he came and spoke to the class, Miss Wilson. That's her, that was her name, Miss Wilson. Um, but like I said, I had always been to an integrated schools. But um, I know growing, growing up, we used to go south in the summer and stuff. And uh, stopping at, uh, they they always they made a movie about the Green Book, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, where blacks could stop and, and be treated humanely. Um, but sometimes my grandfather would stop, and we would have to go all the way around in the back of whatever the filling station, the gas station, or, and go to the bathroom, which was never kept. Yeah. Uh, or sometimes, you know, they would. Now this was in the South in the fifties, and you know they weren't the. Fifties. No, they weren't the most pleasant folks. I never have been in anything where. Well, first of all, my grandfather Samuel Dixon was the man. He he was something like you. You put me in mind of him because he knew. Everybody, and and had the respect from everybody. Most, 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 most most black or white. We were going through some papers the other day, and we saw where he wanted to enlist, but uh, because of who he worked for, uh, he he wrote. a letter and he, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was needed 
where he was mm-hmm. and working, so he, he didn't go. Which, you know, probably was a good thing. He had him for 94 years. Yeah. Because of that. But I'm I I, I asked him sometimes I would ask him about his growing up. And uh, he would just say it was rough. And he didn't really want to talk about it, you know. Like my father, uh, who's been gone now 51 years almost, but uh, he was in World War II. And um, when asked, we, we asked him things, he didn't want to talk about it, you know, because I'm sure they saw a lot of stuff. Went through a lot of stuff. Went through a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of stuff and saw it. Yeah, I was cleaning up Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was what he did. My father was. So can you imagine that? Yeah, that's crazy. That right there was killed and everything. Really gone, just parts. Yeah. Amazing. But, and then, you know, when they come back home from, and in any war, when you have guys that have gone on there, especially Vietnam, World War, any war, like I said, World War One, World War Two, we've all, as black folks, been in these wars, mm-hmm. but actually never getting the acknowledgement that we should have had. And 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 so now, what is taking place in the world? Uh, you're going to have those people that are just stubborn and stuck in their way. And don't want to change anything, but for me, I can. It's a by living through the 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 riots of the '60s uh, and and anything else in between that. Um, there's a different air now. Now, yeah, I, that's what I was, I was. Thanks for taking one of my questions, but you know. <laughs> So I was just looking at a um I posted something yesterday and it showed from the first documented slaves until now how everything is really connected and um i think that's one of my biggest you know being being in, on this side of, of the things like you know what i'm saying like that we we joke all the times and like you know you grew up at the right time because i couldn't have grew i could not have grown up in that time and I would have had to. I would have had to, but I know I would have definitely. I, I might not. I would be probably in jail, but I would also probably would be getting a Black History calendar or something because I couldn't. I couldn't stand for the some of the stuff. That's 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 I mean, whatever the situation, whatever the situation if, is. If, if you're a survivor, you would have made it. Right. However, let me let me. Um, this, this, uh, like you were saying, yeah. This, uh, um, you know, I think now that the atmosphere is the way it is, they just kind of 
ruin our history completely. Mm-hmm. But if 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 they're taught, if our children are taught what the black race has, mm-hmm. or the African American race, I don't like calling people black. I like African American. If if they knew all the contributions that we've made as a people, I mean everything, everything mm-hmm. from the time we've been here. So reparations for sure. Okay, but that with that being said, um, this thing that's going on over in Clinton at the fish market. Are you aware of that boycott? The white owners and the store. This restaurant has been there, from what I understand, reading uh, entries, has been there 44 years. Different owners, of course. At one point, uh, it was. Uh, white hangout, honky tonk kind of thing. And then blacks came in and they started doing it. So uh, they start supporting. The guy goes in with, uh, before that, the guy goes in with a shirt, a t-shirt saying, I can't breathe. And the owner of the white guy says, you can't come in here like that. So, you know, then, this is not new, but they were saying that the owner has uh, been racist for wow. as long as he's been there. Mm-hmm. But nobody spoke up about these things. Well, anyway, somebody got the word. And now I think this is day eight. And nobody been in there. And nobody, not one penny has been spent. Yeah. In, in, in there. And, and, and so um, it's, it seems like now we are all trying to get together, you know, and and the cliche is black people don't work together, blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you, this atmosphere that we're in now, it's it's a, the young people are are wiser, like the word says. And they know, like this guy, Corey Brim, check him out on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook, but... But he said the only way we're going to get any relief is to hit them in the pocket. Mm-hmm. No question. I've been over there one time for uh, my girl, my best friend's birthday little celebration last year. And when I tell you, you could not find a parking, parking space. No. We parked and had to walk back up. Mm-hmm. But if, if you look on that Corey Brown uh, empty. You play football in the park. Play football, anything you want, soccer, hockey, yeah, you name it. So, um, they have at one time. This is how they're thinking. That that younger generation, and I appreciate it so much. Um, you and your generation, and a little older, but not as old as myself. He says. The uh, the the wife, the owner's wife said, now they haven't had any business since, at, at that point, six days. And she came and said that they could park on the lot. Corey said, we don't want to give anybody any indication that it's okay to go in there. False indication that you can go in there. So if you see a car parked on this lot, give it all. Because we want people to ride by 
and see nothing. See the asphalt. That's what they want you to see. I appreciate that so much. You know, that's not how I want to say it. Because that's a false indication that it's cool, even though all of these people out here, and people have been out there picketing. You can't hardly hear the conversations he's having with the vendors and all of that, because the horns are blowing and all that. You know, and I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. We need to get together, together. stay together. And we, he said, they, him and Corey and these two other guys were speaking, and, and one guy made, mentioned that it's a $1.8 trillion deposit that we put into the economy mm-hmm. as African Americans. But this guy at the fish market, the owner, he he's not putting anything back into, into the, the community. community. You know, you may, he he makes his millions or whatever he makes a year, and he go out to Montgomery County or Virginia and get his home and you know everything's cool. So he just and the food wasn't that good either. So now you're not making anything. It's it's just that's obvious that this man was nuts because the other on the other end the wife came out and tried to apologize <coughs> and said that her husband had been drinking and he's got some mental issues and blah 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 the thing of that oh, is he don't care he mm-hmm. told her he need, he need one of the divorce because she came out and apologized mm-hmm. to the people now, how crazy is that? But that's what I'm talking about. That deep. No, it's, it's, it's very deep. It's deep. It's, it's a that deep, deep rooted. rooted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, they had it. Yeah, they had a. They had one with the dude that somebody in Baltimore is doing crabs, like a mobile crab truck, and all the crab vendors have been trying to purposely not supply him with crabs so they you know and stuff like this and they found they got one lady on there and now and that's like i said you know i posted that other thing the other day it's like are you tired of seeing you know races and you know get called out and lose their jobs and i'm like no i'm not tired yet i'm i'm not tired yeah like i'm not tired i'm not i I think that's one thing but i I will say you know I, i sometimes sit on the fence with things because like I know that we are having the change that we have right now because we ain't got nothing to do. So we don't have no real distractions. That's why I said I don't think that we should have no NBA because if the NBA come back in the end of this month, we that that's going to throw people for a loop and they're going to be right back on the same, you know, they're going to be right back on the same stuff. Um, so I, I don't want to give people an opportunity to, I don't want to take the gas, like they put off the gas. Like we, we still, yeah, that's what you know what I'm saying? Like, saying. Yeah, don't take it off. Like this is it. He wants it shut down. Not yeah, like that's how I feel. Like you know, it, it was like you said, it's it's the young people sometimes that that we we look at things and we like, oh, all right, we'll just play it. Like you know, I'm gonna play the system or I'm gonna figure this out because. Like they did in Oklahoma with the Trump rally. They went on there and just got all the tickets. Like I know people that lived here and got tickets. Knowing they wasn't going. So they made it look like, oh, you see all these tickets, you're gone. And he's like, oh, man, yeah, we're going to get a whole bunch of support. 
and then it's three thousand people in there, and well, you know, it's 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 not as much as they thought. So, I mean, that's 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 one way to do it. Um, yeah, I said that you was talking about the the well, how was the fifties? Like, was how, I mean, how how was how was the fifties in DC? The back of the street we got on the streetcar at the platform. It used to be a platform to sit up. Like, Where was the streetcar? This was on Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Okay. And you step up on this wooden platform to get onto the streetcar. And being a kid, we are we knew we went to the back of the streetcar. But for us, it was great because we could see the electricity that would shoot off the wires. Yeah, the spark, yeah. yeah, so you know it was fun. But then, as you got older, you realized. Like, Why am I sitting in the back? <laughs> yeah, and then Rosa came through, and blah blah blah. You know, but wow. I'm that I, I didn't think of that. Like I'm like okay, yeah. Like you literally have been, you were young. Yeah, I was like And then so you so you have seen change throughout. You have seen the the Civil Rights Act thing, and you know with Ruby Bridges and like this, you know what I'm saying, and and, and segregation being yeah, taken and out of school. Right. You know, and when he got shot, yeah, you know, like, you know, so what? He got shot because he was, he was evil. Yeah. Uh, and he suffered. And he suffered. Yeah. But, but you, you know, you reap the reward. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he yeah. Suffered, and he suffered. You know, but as, and then when I became, that was when I was a kid. Now, bring it up to when I graduated and started working. I was working at Johns Hopkins, physics lab in Laurel. And uh, I would go different ways to work. I, I could go out, you know, 95 or whatever, or um, Route 29, New Hampshire Avenue. So in Langley Park, where it used to be Buster Brown shoes and all that, where we used to go, um, there was a store called Sassafras, Jewish-run place. But again, and this is 60s, 70s, well, maybe no seventies, mid seven, mid to late seventies. I go in there by myself just to shop, and uh, I've never been a thief, never been accused of taking anything because we were trained at home not to touch nothing if you're not paying for it or it don't belong to you. Okay, so I go in there and it's automatically because I'm black. There was other white people in there, but people didn't, they just started following me around the store, you know, and that was like not a good thing to do. So I had just, you know, after a few minutes, I just stopped and I said, why are you following me in the store like this? Oh, I, I just want to see if I can help you. No, you can't, because when I'm ready to buy something, I'll, I'll go to the register real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think... Um, do you know? Do you know the the first time that I experienced secondhand racism? When I tell you, you're gonna know exactly what I'm talking about too. And I didn't, and I just dawned on it. Like I was, I was talking to somebody of um, when was the first time you realized race, or like when when you know what I'm saying when you discovered that when we went to Deep Creek and the white lady told you to make sure you keep the bathroom clean. Yeah. 
That was the first time we went to the gas station. And I never realized. When you look at it now, you see people stared you down or something like that. Or, you know, but it it was this. Yeah, it was very, it was the subtle. Yeah, yeah, it was the subtle race. Like, you know, make sure you keep the bathroom clean. Like, what do you mean keep the bathroom clean? Like, we, we wash our hands when we go. Yeah, like, what you, what you, Y'all don't. like, what you mean? Like, it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of weird that, that, but, but then you don't realize, I mean, you know, being young, you don't necessarily realize that that is a form of racism. Exactly. You know what I mean? Until you, you get older. So, like, you know, I, we, my last, um, and this, I, and I was talking to another friend that's down south, and you know, we were just saying how how different uh, racism is in areas, right? Um, I am I am used to the purse clinches of being, you know, walking downtown and stuff like that, or just being downtown. Um, and I don't, and I get it. I mean, I'm. Not a small, yeah, I ain't a small dude at all, so I mean, I understand that, um, but I ain't threatening to no, I mean, I'm not a threatening person as well, um, yeah, unless I'm provoked, but, um, so when you see it and you just like, man, like, this is, this is amazing, so like, so that was the 50s, going, let me, let me jump back, yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead, because all of my experiences have not been on the negative tip, um, when I was at Barnard, I was able to be a safety patrol. I was a safety patrol as well. And that was a highlight because at, in the spring of the year, we had oh, a parade. patrol parade. So, you know, you would prepare for that parade. So in the mornings before you go to school, you would have to be a little earlier and you go through your drills and all that kind of stuff. That was cool. Had a lot of fun, you know. Just uh, camaraderie, that, that kind of thing. But that's a highlight that I remember as a good thing. And you said the Barnard was mixed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, Barnard, McFarland, and Roosevelt. We had two, three, I think maybe three white guys in our um, high school class. And one of them we just lost. Air. And they're not fighting, they're doing like 
They want us to believe that because they're hiring these people to come in there and do devious things and all of that. But but they've been stopping a lot of the dude, like the, the dude downtown that was just tearing up the sidewalk. And Black they, no, nah, white guy, yeah. white guy just yeah. was tearing up the sidewalk. And then a whole bunch of people, mixed mixed folks, came over and snatched them up and dropped them right off at the police. And the police were standing there, but they, you know, I, I think like, I don't necessarily think they were scared, but at the same time, like, you know, I'm trying to have a show and get some folks to, and, you know, different police and different things just to get their take on things as well. But um, I think they, they just didn't, they just didn't want, they didn't, I mean, it's a, it's a, un, you're unsure. So, you know what I'm saying? It's a very unsure climate. So I don't think they really wanted to, you know, you don't want to, some, it's it's real difficult. Like I said, in the city, is is difficult just seeing what it is. You know, races, racism. Because it's not it's not you know when you think of like down south, like I've never had a cross burned in my yard or you know some somebody to. Um, I mean, I'm mean, anything like that. Like I've had in my adult life, I had one incident that will forever stick out and resonate with me and I honestly don't believe that that person might be racist anymore um that was that's been the that was probably so that happened when I was at NIH I had a guy I was running to get ele- to get on one of the elevators, so it was one of the back elevators in between the hospitals, not on the new side, kind of on the old side where they were doing construction. And I was on a like a random floor, and the dude, I'm like, oh man, you know, we all the construction folks was getting on, and you know, I'm, I heard the elevators, and I'm taking them up trying to get it. And the dude was like, nah, we don't have no niggas on this uh, elevator, and I was like, oh. oh. And I knew where they were going. They were going down to their the construction, the little shop that was in the basement. So the stairs that was right by the elevator, boom, I hit that door. I I might have taken the door off the hinge when I swung it and ran down the the stairs. I ran, we might have been on, let's say, like the fourth floor. I ran down to the basement. When he got off the ele- the elevator, I grabbed his shirt. His, he has like suspended, like, you know, the little suspended kind of overalls. I grabbed everything and threw them on the wall, like up dangling. Like, what did you say? Like, I know what you said, but, but what did you say? I want to hear you say it. I want to see you say what you said. Oh no no no! What that wasn't me. It was somebody else got off the elevator, and, and everybody on there was white, <laughs> either white or Spanish, or you know what I'm saying, and and uh, Latino of some sort. And everybody' face was the color of these walls, just like <laughs> he about to kill you. And but if so, like at least you at a hospital, so you had the right, like you good, like they'll roll you down this hall, like. But you messed up, and after that, I had I I didn't see the guy anymore. I would see you know random because that was my building, so I was you know I was in charge of that. So I was I would see people, but we never had 
problem. Yeah, never had that problem again. And into the fact that I would see people in the, at breakfast and be like, hey, how you doing? Like, mm-hmm. Because, yeah. So I've, after that, I've, li- I've never had, I think right now the weirdest thing is being in the neighborhood and I have it's neighbors that don't speak. Like, the neighbors that don't speak really throw me off. Like, the people that live in this hill house, that it really throws me off. Like, you know, I don't know anybody. I know a very few, a handful of people that are I don't know the people that's in Ernie's house. I don't know them. I know Miss Peterson. Or, or, or the house next to them. I don't them. know them either. The, that used to be the... Everybody. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. Didn't you see the, the black lady? She was heavy set. She didn't have no children. Up the street? Uh-huh. She lived Harriet. Huh? Harriet. I lived in Mississippi. She used to drive. She used to drive. I don't know. I know the, your friends up at the corner. Yeah. Jim and I know Fitzroy. I know Miss Peterson. I know Harriet. I don't know the people in the Jamaican world. No. They just started speaking. I make because I because you know me, I'm gonna make a person uncomfortable right. until you speak to me. Like this is my block, first of all. Like don't exactly. disrespect me. Exactly. Like I said, we've been, been here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I know the Shannons and the Ethiopian mm-hmm. people go to church. Yeah, but they um, stand still. Mary, uh, Mary's house next door. Kim and Darren. Darren is cool. Kim, not so much. You know, she's a good standoff. Like but she brought the baby mm-hmm. um, I don't know anybody in Rose's house. I know Sylvia. Yeah, she's still there. Uh, and I know the folks that's in. I know the folks is in Pete's house. Okay. And then and the, then it. the other folks that's on the other side. Until you go all the way up to the corner, mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. there, that put a roof over his place. He just used to have an awning, like second or third. House. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know his mom. Cause she goes to the Unity place shop that I go to. The dude to drive a bear. No, no, nah, nah, I know the guy yeah, you talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he has a uh, chauffeur's business. business or something. Now, next door here, it was the Lees. Well, taking it all the way back. Here we go. Two ladies, two white ladies used to live there. They didn't want to even see no black folks when my grandparents moved up here. So they bought an awning material and hung it. In between the houses? In between the houses. It was their house. So when they came out, they didn't have to look at us. Okay? Wouldn't speak nothing. Mm. But granddaddy then got the jack of all trades that he was. Everybody in the block knew him. If anything went wrong, yeah, I remember Dixon, right. So, if you go, for the people that have been here a long time in this block, if you go there, everybody got a story to tell you about him. These ladies don't want to see us, don't want to see them coming up the steps or nothing. But one day, because you're going to need somebody, everybody's going to need somebody. The furnace went out over there. Mm. Cold over there. Who they called? Who came over? Knocked on the door. Knocked on the door. Now, that's how it works. He goes over, fix the furnace. 
but the thing didn't remove for a long time. So they go away, they die, move or whatever. Somebody else moves in. Then bring it up to date. Chuck was over there. Chuck was like granddaddy. He had to be doing something, jack of all trades. He didn't know us for how, maybe a period of two or three years. He put a, that wooden fence back there at the end of the yard off of his, off of his <coughs> extra supplies that he had. He didn't have to do that. Then the next guy that went up the house from Chuck, he fixes the locks on the door. Mm-hmm. He's another one that had to be, 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 be business. Now, present day, this guy, well, I'm a person of first impressions. I've been told that. I know that about myself. So if you make the wrong impression of me, you got a problem. I'm in the house, but I'm looking out the window, and I see these guys surveying. And I'm wondering, maybe they're going to do some work on the street. So, you know, I just went on about my business. Then I come outside to take the trash, and there's a stick <coughs> at the end of the yard. You know, one of those bright neon orange strips. Yeah. And I'm like, where did that come from? And then I go out front to water the flowers, and it's one in between the two houses. So the next time I see this guy that just bought the house next door, I said, uh, I said, I need to talk to you about uh, who's been in my yard because I didn't authorize anybody to come in my yard. So the first thing I did is take the stick out and throw it over there where they were because you don't have no business coming in my yard. When did Garmanian move up here? 53? 53. I've never had a problem with what belongs to what, how much, how many inches belong to you on your side. Well, how many inches belong to us? We've never had that problem. Anybody that's been there, if they painted that house, they just go down the middle and it's done. You know, and so I asked, I, I asked him about that issue and he kind of blew me off. So now that you are in and living here, you want to be my best neighbor. You want to be my best friend. Back it up. Well, then he says, well, Every time I go to put the trash out or something, there he is. You know, he just gotta have a conversation with me. I, I don't like you, sir. So <laughs> don't press me like that. Yeah. You know, well we made some cookies. Well, and here's the I, I took the cookies, first mistake, and I put them in the trash. I don't eat your stuff. I, you've been this three or four months. You think I'm gonna eat something you fix? You don't know me. And I definitely don't know you. And my mother told me, don't eat everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Same thing I told you. Don't drink everywhere you go. Take it to myself. Mm-mm. So, uh, but let me say this too. Uh, this race thing. When we go down south, we usually go every year to Charleston. Long Beach, Charleston. We have seen more interracial couples down here than we've ever seen up here. And I, when I first saw it, I was like, you know, oh. I was kind of Myrtle Beach, early Charleston. I was like, oh. you know, and, and, uh, and nobody paid it in my mind because it happened so frequently. And I'm not saying that it's not here, but 
they just take it as a grand story. I mean, they keep on moving. You know, it ain't no big deal. But to me, I was just kind of, after I thought about it, I said, well, why am I, you know, feeling uncomfortable about, about it? Because of the era that I grew up in. The lovings were not allowed to be a couple. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of always ingrained. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's that change or you having to see, you know, see things oh, like different. different perspectives. I think that's what for everyone, like, you know, I say some of the best things that ever happened to me was for me to have to, to do AmeriCorps, to do City Year. Yeah. Um City Year really and, and not and not saying that I wasn't because I was in a lot of things regardless, you know what I'm saying? But and even going to UDC you're 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 around a multicultural situation, um, but doing city year, it really allowed me to be in a close proximity with a um, box of Crayolas. Everybody different. I mean, if not only was it black people, it was black gay people and or black you know the the the, the, the blurs um the i mean just you know it was indians and, and this and we had grunge and we had the like oh just we had a hodge hodge of people then me being a dc you know what i'm saying native so it was a couple of us that was there that you know that we so we made it we made it so that, you know, embrace the culture of the city. You know what I mean? So when we had people that moved in, um, we had a dude, Matt Fleischman was from Philly, dude, Jewish dude from Philly. I ain't never had lockers before until I, with Matt. Matt was younger than us, a little, you know, he was, like, he was a couple of years younger than us. And, um, he he had, was making stuff like he's like I'm gonna make a whole Jewish meal type of thing and we was like what he talking about like, what is this and we sat there and he was like nah let's you know what I'm saying because it's a real inclusivity you want everybody to be a part of stuff so we did that and um you know I still talk to my man Bart Bart white dude from Nebraska he be he in Maine I think or Rhode Island now me and Bart said I gotta help. Bart if you hit listen to it, I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit you up this week brother um sometime um, but we did this DC thing right where like Bart like I was saying the stuff in the DC just like DC slang acts and everything and then Bart was like let me just tell y'all like I've been around more this whole year so let me tell you exactly what he's saying yeah so um you know having those different those different relationships I really think that's what put me more you know just open to having you know what I'm saying various things and what I appreciate appreciate And this is uh, you know, maybe a little off the thing here, but uh, like I said to me, family is most important because I said because your father passed when you were three, so my brother stepped up and exposed you to a lot of things that I oh yeah camping shoot <laughs> that's what I'm saying yeah. horseback riding camping. And, you know, know, a whole, a whole gamut yeah. of stuff from going for yeah, God uh, that your stepfather didn't even come close to. Probably <coughs> like, whatever, you know, but anyway, uh, it's important that we keep 
So uh, unity. Yeah. Unity. Stick with family. You know, and, and yeah, there there are some that will put a glitch in things. But um love for one another covers a multitude of situations, I'll put it that way. And we were talking, you and I, about how it was in January this year when we almost lost grandma. And if I didn't have you to fall back on because I'm a single person, like my brothers have their spouses, you know, um, and we know what the situation is when we were going through that thing, but again, the love, it, it kind of cleared everything, you know what I mean? Because uh, you might not like what a family member does or whatever, treats you a certain way, but when things hit the fan, that just goes out the window because we all need each other, you know. Um, right. Talk about but um, it's uh, main thing is love. That's that's my love. L O V E for love. Well, the best, you know. And don't worry about how they treat you. They treat you bad. That's all right. It don't time come when somebody gonna just do them wrong, so they won't like it. Sometimes people will hold it till they go to the grave. They don't use holding stuff in your heart. Oh, they ain't gonna get you no hope. No one keep on going when they want somebody else will. You know what I say? Move it along. My, I, I, I think of um, maybe I haven't accomplished a lot of things in life that I maybe wanted to do. Or I can't. I don't. I stop trying to be just like. Oh no! You gotta be yourself, man. It's your journey. journey. Yeah. Yeah. Your story is definitely. I I tell people. It's not even that. So you know, that goes like last last week when um, I was doing that interview for Marijuana Matters, and the dudes was like, "Oh, my shirt." You know, like my. I mean, this this shirt old and this ain't our stuff, and I'm like, nah. Like, yeah. don't, don't, don't yeah, I don't knock your own. Like, that's your stuff. Like, right. that's you. You created it. You, 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 you. Like you said, you vintage. Yeah, that's yours. It's a retro, so ain't nobody yeah. got it. Like, I, we were just having that conversation with Bouquet about some stuff. Like, when Alexis was like, yeah, why well, don't have this? And I was like, I'm going to be honest, it was kind of a one, one of ones. Like, me and Corey got the only swim trunks right now. Like. We got, you know, the tank tops. I right? we got tanks, so we the only ones that had tank tops. So it's just, you know, right. That's gonna be a a retro something. But I think it's just, you know, everybody's story is different, man. You know, and so. I try to, um, I try to instill in my little guy, your you know, just different things. Uh, you know, the uh, the little one. He can play and all the stuff will be everywhere. But, you know, after maybe three serious months of when you finish with it, put it back, right? So now I don't have to say that because he knows 
And he come up here and he plays and have all this stuff out. The other day he said, I said, he's getting ready to go. And I said, oh, you know what's up? And he said, oh, yeah, um, let me put this stuff back. Because we wouldn't want grandma to sniff on one of these cars. That's what I said to him. You know, but I try to do, um, like when they eat, I say, take the plate, put it in the trash, put the fork in the sink. And so after losing three or four, Mm-hmm. Or whatever. I made a song. Mm-hmm. And they picked right up on that. So now we don't even have to sing the song. They just know when they finish, play it in the trash, do it in the sink. You know, it's just how you uh, open it up to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So my grandparents would say, you know, you can put your feet on the sofa, but you got to take the shoes off. Yeah. It's just how you train them, but I, I, you know, I see where you, you all take the time with them, and then sometimes you seem a little harsh when you say things to them. But they gonna they gotta know. They learning. They learning. They're sponges, <laughs> and they're learning just like you had to learn, like I had to learn. But you don't want them to get older and and disrespect you. You know, so you have to set an example. I I don't think that even for me, I don't I don't um I don't raise them. So I look at parenting differently, totally different. I've had to I've had a I've had a great childhood and everything, so I don't ever had no I had no problems except for the skateboard. At ten years old, my mother said, when you turn ten. I'm going to get you a skateboard. You know what I mean? I, I'm a lot older than 10, and I ain't got no skateboard. So she did. She brought me a skateboard keychain. And I'm going to be honest, this probably honestly stopped my skate career. Like, I could have been a world-famous skateboarder, but it didn't pop like that. So we upset. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. That's what it was. But... So my parenting is different when I look at stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't parent for me. I parent for the outside. Um, Because at some point in time, you're going to have to listen to someone. You're going to have to follow these rules. You're going to have to do this whether you want to or not. So that is my biggest thing of trying to just teach them is, you know, what, like, you got to do this regardless, bro. So, like, get it done. But I mean, you know, I'm thankful for the family aspects and everything like that. Um, totally went off. I don't but, like the. Um, it's all right. Looking at it, also add up some stuff in the book the other day. You know, last week. Who's that? In Baltimore. Oh, Harris. Mm-hmm. Harris. Mm-hmm. What was what was uh the aunt's name that looked like her sister? Patricia. I couldn't remember mm-hmm. that. Patricia. Mm-hmm. I could not remember her name. Mm-hmm. But you don't talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. That's cool. So why not? But anyway, they ain't ready. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Um, what was, what was you, uh, you said you had about talking about the neighborhood? 
oh yeah, I, they, these these new people that moving in here, you know, it's it's um, we had pride in the neighborhood. In our neighborhood on Seventh Street, we had a a, a block committee, okay. and they had two ways. <coughs> we had the block meetings, and you know, so everybody paid twenty five cents. Oh yeah, twenty five cent a month. I mean, you know, but you had a little kitty and you could do whatever, you know, we whatever. But um I don't know half the people in that block now now. And I know half I, I don't know the people in this block. I mean all the people that I that I knew each house and who lived in each house. But the, these these people that are moving in here now, they don't talk. I mean, some of them will speak if you make them. But then some of them don't say anything to you. You know, it's the people that come in, into the city and trying to change. I'm not a, I'm not uh, mad that they're changing stuff. Because some of it's for the better. Some things are for the better. But you just can't come in from Wisconsin and, and, and want to change. And to, to be Wisconsin. Right. That is what the issue. No, happen. that's not going to happen, and that's what I think that we have. So I just um, I applied to be on the Chancellor's Parent School Board Committee. Oh, what? The Chancellor's Parent School Board Committee. Chance, the Chancellor oh. of the schools. Yeah. Um, to because I know we don't have enough representation of us. We we probably don't have no. Yeah. Black men, one that are from here. I am a product of this school system. Like I now have kids in this school system, so I, I mean, I'm a, I'm be a part of it. Um, I just think that you know that's the part that we have to get off of. We we have to represent the city and at every turn, and I think that's one of the things that I do. Um, like when I was, you know, when I went to UDC on the Honda campus team, everybody knew who UDC was. Like, you're going to know that we are here. And this ain't the only historical black college that we got in the city. Like, y'all know how with up and down. But go across the park. We are, we are your only land grant HBCU. So... You're not going to disrespect us like that. So I think that's what it, what it is right now. Um, it's yeah. about putting, you know, you got to put things on your back. Right now, we have to put our race on our back, right? This, this, this is what we have to do. We have no, no choice but to say, hey, this is for black people. Like, I'm riding for black people. I want, I'm rooting for black people. I want everybody black to win, like, point blank. Um, so I think that's the, the, the harshest I'm not the harshest, but the the most uh, prevalent thing that we must do now is really just rep, represent. represent for just us. Be unapologetically black at every aspect, and that's one thing that I really. You gonna know I'm from D.C. You gonna know I'm black, um, like you know. So it's just those things where. I think that it's really, um, and even as I get more into um, the cannabis industry and everything, it's just being, you know, being a vocal black male in this and telling somebody that you can do something else and everything else. Um, 
So it's been it's, it's been a business. It's a business. But it's it's definitely a it's a business, but it's also one of those things where like we want equity. We want the equity because there's so many of us that you know, are behind bars because of the same thing. And now you have people starting multi-billion dollar <laughs> businesses where, you know what I'm saying? Like, it went from, and I laugh at people, you know, we joke, but uh, I said, you know, we, we went from to essential business in one fell suit. Like, Back to Corey, mm-hmm. I've never met the boy. But I would love to. Kim and these other, like I was saying earlier, Kim and, and, um, and these two other guys were speaking. And they said about the eight, $1.8 trillion that we're putting into the economy, uh, African Americans or black people, I guess. Also, five in a group of five African American men, there should be at least $1 million or two, or five, if we would just concentrate, buy our own product, yeah. that Wall Street, Black Wall Street, yeah. that was out there in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. It can be done. It's been done before. History repeats itself. It may not be D.C. where Chocolate City is in, but we certainly, if they took like they're doing over there at the fish market, they're they're just they they're gathering and nobody everybody is committed to not going back in that place. It can be done. Other ethnicities do it. And the thing about it, they're not doing a whole lot of fighting and going on with among themselves. I think that's the. That's one of the I think that's one of the differences. Like we not and nobody like we also have re- realized that we are not at war with each other, and that's that's the biggest thing that you know. I, I like I said, man, you know, just as a black man, I don't have no beef with no other black men. Like I don't have nobody that I'm 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 at war with or odds with. I'm at odds with police brutality, the injustice, the racial injustices of this country, the the, the black economic fight. We've had 120 some odd people that died since George Floyd has died. Like, I don't understand that at all. You would think that if... Not even, I mean, it's not even about being on your job. It's like, you would think, like, in this climate right now, that... Why would you like the dude? The dude that got shot in Atlanta at the Wendy's. Like y'all know. I mean, you 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 have been in law. You know, you probably heard of multiples of stories and everything with non-lethal force. This man had a taser and was running a away. a running away even if you stop and turn that taser probably has the i want to maybe the end of this table and this the end of this table is seven feet maybe like i could probably lay on this table and have a little extra like so you know that that man but he's farther away than this and you know that those barbs or whatever's in this 
thing, it can't go that far. So for you to but now use lethal force, like I think that's a part a part of the issue. Like we have we're not seen as as humans, one, or we are seen with somebody, you know, shout out to Nikki for saying this the other day and it really brought some light to me. Um you think we have been dealing with this for four hundred some years. If if I was a person of another race and I say we have beat these people, we have disenfranchised these people, we have did everything possible to break them and they still not I too would think that they are superhuman. And I now I was like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. So where we listen to where when Wall Street crashed years ago in the twenties, they were jumping out windows because they didn't know what they was gonna do. But what we was gonna do, we're gonna build a garden and grow this stuff. Grow that stuff, clean it and eat it. Yeah. Because we're what? We're survivors. Survivors. That's that's right now. Even right now, like you see people marching because they want to get haircuts. Haircuts. Your friend has been murdered. Haircuts. Your friend has been murdered. Or this, I don't want to wear a mask. This, I don't want to wear a mask thing is. I've watched this. Um, it's this errant like called Karen's Gone Wild or something like that. And I just realized that it's so like you said, the hatred is just it's ingrained. It's it's DNA based at this point. It's, it's just it's a perpetual cycle that just keeps going on. And it's sad because you're like, what is it? What is it? It was four. It was four. Well, why do you need our Again, you are looked at like that's why I said I said, yo, I am the way I, I I will joke with everyone. Laughter breaks down a lot of walls. I get it. You look at me and you say Maybe not. I don't know. This guy is He's a nice size. He, you know what I mean? He might hurt me. I get that. I don't want you to be fearful. So a lot of times I get, if I got pulled over or something, last time I got pulled over, it was when Jason was little and he started bawling. Yeah, like it just, like, because he didn't know what it was. Like it was cold. I was on the way here. Cold. It was cold. It was just, it was, it was an early morning. I don't know. I, I just because I just because I I didn't even get a ticket. I just got pulled over, like. But that always happens. Where were you I was coming here. I was coming here. I was on Queens Chapel Road. Like I don't. Whatever you're asking me, I have no answer for you. I'm gonna be one thousand percent honest. I ain't trying to cut you off or be mean. You want me to give you an answer? You and I ain't got no answer. I don't know why I got pulled over. I I didn't do anything illegal. I didn't make any turns. I didn't do. I was. That road where you go over on Queens Chapel, right at at uh, whatever that. Yeah, I'm. 
mid Atlantic. I'm right there going. I'm at the the light, and I went through the light, and I got pulled over at the car wash. Like I made it to the car, and like I I had like I said I have no reason. I had there was nothing that was going on that I got pulled over for, but I got pulled over. So I'm like. I'm going to tell y'all now, I'm on my way to work. I'm dropping my son off. I have whatever you're looking for. I don't have anything. I don't know what it is. I rolled all the windows down. I'm like, hey, man, you got to calm down. Calm down. It's all right. And and I'm like, but then you look at those and you say, that was just one time. And all it takes is one time that something could have happened. And I could not have made it here or I not made it home or anything like that. Like, I looked at those, like, an article. Everything that they say was stuff is somebody was smoking weed or they, they, could, they were fearful because of this or fearful. And you like, yo, at any point in time, I do it. I sell people all the time. I fit the description. I know that. You know what I mean? But, but this, this fairly fits the description. You know what I'm saying? He fits the description. I mean, they, he lives at, on Capitol Hill, which is Capitol Hill now, but uh, on 97th Street, Southeast. Now, it's right across the street from the Metro, right? But he was coming through that little park. It was a little park area. Yeah. He was coming home. And they picked him up a block away from his house because but my thing is this we grew up with Roy uh Roy Rogers, Pablo Anthony Cowboy shooting shooting shooting. Code. You never shoot anybody in the back. Never. So whoever did it, you was wrong. I was watching something on on Facebook the other day. The lady and her two kids, the lady was in town on a business meeting business trip at the Hilton. I don't remember where it was. I have to look at mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember Kids that. in the pool. Mm-hmm. And and the, the white lady comes and says it's it's but it's so much of that though. When, for no reason. Like I'm just like people like they said people barbecuing, people jogging. Like it's like you can't do anything. Because you because you're black. You're it's like I don't know what you can Should do. I mean, so you know, again, jokingly, I was like, yeah, at this point in time, it's just time for us to take our ball and leave. Like right. we got to go. Like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> if like this is the thing, if y'all don't want us here, understand. We ain't come here on our own accord. If this is seriously, y'all want us out, cool. We'll go. Just get us some tickets and let us all go then. Like, we can all figure this out. And then it would be trash. It would be trash. That is what the thing that I'm saying, I keep bringing this back. Today, I want everyone not black to stop using anything that has to do with black people. Let's see how long you will survive. You will not. You won't. 
GPS that we hold near and dear to our heart because we don't never know where we're going. Black lady. So this lady, don't use no GPS. You figure it out. That's where you see fit. That's the, I'm like, that's what we need to do. We need to just pull, pull your resources out of stuff. Don't do it. Don't do it. I haven't spent any money with anyone not black. I already do that with my clothes anyway, right? I do that with my clothes. I support my friends. I support, you know, DC clothing brands and stuff like that. The only thing I don't have is shoes. I can't, we, ain't nobody making shoes. So that's what that is. But we have to just support our own and be okay with supporting our own and being okay with saying, you know what? I'm going to take this and this is not for you and that's fine. Because we have things that, you all have things that aren't for us. So why should we be so offensive? Yeah, that, that that we don't do the same. I watched a movie called Something the Lord Made. And it's about the guy over in Baltimore at, in, in the John Hopkins, black guy. And he developed this. Uh, the joint with most death. Correct. Yeah, okay. I thought you were talking about I, gifted hands, say, but that's not it. Yeah. I say iron and it was, it was maybe. A, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I saw it. When I was down in Charleston, but I only caught like caught it halfway through. So when I saw that it was coming on on something again, I watched it. It was ridiculous. The black dude invented it. The white man got the face. That's Uncle Nears. Uncle Nears, the the Jack Daniels, right? Jack Daniels, the white guy, Jack Daniels. Uncle Nears, the black guy that created. The Jack Daniels whiskey, or you know what I'm saying, the recipe for it. Took it, ran with this Jack Daniels nonsense. So now Uncle Nearest is now they, they got paid back for the money oh. and they got their own brand now and it's a black whiskey bourbon brand. So I was looking at a program on PBS and they were saying these very things, same thing that the black people had invented this and that. And then they were talking about the, the U.S. Marshal Service and how uh, Reeves was, in fact, the original Lone Ranger. But in the 50s, when it went on TV... Ken K. had his black man playing the Lone Ranger. The, oh, the crazy. Uh, white guy, Clint, Clint, whatever his name is, became the Lone Ranger. Mm-hmm. What about the one that made, uh, what's his name, got all the different things made from the peanut butter and stuff? George Washington Park. All the different I mean, it's just, it's just even simple utensils that we use in the kitchen. The The log of bread. What he gets made. It was even saying the, what he gets made. Alexander Graham Bell. Where we think is the man that came up with the pyramids and all of that. Mm-mm. Not true. And granddaddy used to work at the Volta Bureau. Mm-hmm. We would see this stuff every 
evening when he had to go in there and clean that building. All of all of that history about Alexander Graham Bell, but he ain't do nothing but steal from somebody. Same thing with um uh, another guy they had all they had had all these patents that black guys we we it's a lot of I mean we're creative I mean we 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 just do stuff like you mean like when you look at those when you look at that alone like look at history books and the people look like they from Nebraska but they then they put on a pharaoh's hat you like this you can't stay in this sun you can't sit in this sun you'd be red as a lobster if you was out here you can't you can't do it. So as you got, it's that melanin. You don't want to be, you don't like to the color of our skin. But every summer. You're doing, you're tanning. All year, some of you. That's how you look like. You're injecting your lips. You're what? doing your butt. You're doing everything to look black. Like that's like they said, I said, man, you know, we have to be a thousand percent honest. People love the Kardashians on so many levels. I said, but if you really just go back to the original. They don't none of them look the same. They had a picture with a Callie Jenner the other day, and she looks exactly like Beyonce. Now, from after whatever the last thing, round of work is, and you like, what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing here? Why do you hate us so much but want to be? Everything. It's so wild. It's so wild. No, what, all of that stuff is natural. What you think about Black Lives Plaza? I just think it's some yellow stuff. Some yellow stuff on the road? Yeah. We got to... We, do something else. That's, that's how I feel about all this stuff that's going on. Like, we, they was joking on Twitter. They was like, you know... um. Black people ask for, you know, systems changes and, and things of that nature. Y'all like, you know what? We're going to call them Martin Luther the King crab legs or, you know, something like it's like, bro, we ain't asked for none of this. They're going to play lift every voice and sing at the football game. Listen, listen, I am one of the people who knows the first and part of the second stanza. I can't give you the third stanza. No. I can't. I can't give you the third so stanza. They're going to have to just do, I say we do a first stanza, get this all rocking and rolling, and then left. But no one wants that. We don't, we're not asking for that. If this is what you want, let us get equity in these teams. Let us be able to own a team. Let us give Kaepernick his job back. Like, say that you all were being racist and move on. We don't want none of the stuff that y'all are trying to... Because you know why? We don't think like we think. Nobody needs Nancy Pelosi and them in kente cloth kneeling in the Capitol. No, take them racist Confederate statues that you got in the Capitol out. Say, hey, you know what? 
first of all, why are we dealing with the Confederate? Y'all only lasted five years and you lost. You lost. Why are we celebrating losers? This is why we have participation awards. This is why I am not a fan or don't accept participation awards. Y'all lost. Y'all lost. This is what I said, man, we got to figure something out, but you know. Our list of demands is not that. Not at all. That is definitely not a list of Did demand that I have. all those guys on the horses that are turning green now? Take them off. And melt them down. We don't need them. For what? Glorifying somebody. George Washington either. If, if you got slaves, got to get you out. Got to get you out. But it's that is across the board though. Like yeah, you know, that's they're like, oh, we just yeah. Well, we just want our heritage, our heritage, it's natural heritage. It's not. You can't have five years of heritage. You ain't got no heritage in five years. It's just what you've done in five years. So, well, I think we've had a wonderful, rousing conversation. We are, we're definitely having another. I appreciate y'all ladies for hopping on here and just rapping with me. Um, this is the fam conversation, I guess. Uh, Although this time she was a little quiet. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to get a list of stuff she can talk about. Yeah, we're what rocking and rolling. In her 95 years. And we're yeah. rocking and mm-hmm. Yeah. You've been here 95. Keep love aboard. Yeah. Keep love aboard. That's your favorite thing. What? Keep love aboard. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite thing. Yeah, you gotta love. Favorite thing. Gotta love. Yeah. Well, what? What did you want to say? Don't love. You don't get, yeah, you, you sure. You I'm sure. Trying to, I'm still trying to get to that mark. Well, keep pressing. Everybody is gonna love everybody, regardless of what they do to you. And that's period with a C. Huh? That's period with a C. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, there y'all have it, man. Y'all make sure y'all love everybody, man. Love these folk. Love put some spread some love today. Um. So again, I like to thank my mom and my grandma for being on uh, the show. We're gonna have this. Uh, I'm gonna edit this up and figure it out how it's gonna go. Um, I just dropped two episodes this week, so I think I'm going to drop this maybe next week at some point in time. Uh, uh, can you hear that again? You will. You will. You will definitely hear it. Um, you're not going to haze me, but we're going to get it out. We're going to definitely gonna make sure we get it now. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, we're going to get it. You, you can hear it today. I mean, it's just not going to be all together, but you can hear it. So, so get it together right. Yeah, I will. Do the right thing. I got you. I got your home skillet. It has. Well, thank y'all for listening to another episode of He's an On-Time Guard. I'm your host, Maul. Uh, Check us out for the next one, man. Appreciate it.